So it's Martin Luther King Day, and uh, maybe today, uh, for those media members that haven't started suddenly hating Martin Luther King, perhaps uh, we can have a conversation with you about what was Martin Luther King really talking about, and how does this relate to today? Because his message, I think, is more relatable today. Anybody who is thinking, I've got to pick up arms because it's so crazy out there, look at Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King knew he was going to die. And I think he knew he was going to die the day he went to the sheriff's office and he said, hey, I want a handgun. I need a gun to protect myself. And they said, well, you know, Mr. King, I think the best thing you could do to protect yourself is to let us handle your security. I mean, there's no reason you need a handgun. Wait, people are, people are shooting through my front window at night. Well, I think we can handle all that. For your own safety, sir, I don't think we can issue you a gun permit. Martin Luther King wanted a gun permit, couldn't get one, because the government didn't agree with him. Martin Luther King challenged us over and over again. America, live up to your promise. Read your Constitution. Read the Declaration of Independence. Where in it does it say you can treat someone differently? Now, the left is... <laughs> the left says that they get this, but I think the left has only gotten this for power. I mean, I, I, I will tell you that I... I, I don't have anything to back this up, but one of these days I will actually spend the time to research uh, the Civil Rights Act with with uh, Johnson. How do you get a guy who is an absolute racist, who stands against the Civil Rights Act, to five years later become its champion? I believe he saw the power and the destruction of the African-American family in that legislation. But the civil rights, the ideas of civil rights have been around for a very long time. In fact, it's one of the things that all of the states worried about with our federal government. That's why in 1789, we had the Constitution, but in 1791, we got the Bill of Rights because it just it didn't take them very long to go. You know, this government's going to get out of control. And there's some things we have to make sure that they know they belong to the states and they belong to the individuals. And there's nothing anybody in that swamp called Washington is ever going to be able to do about these things. And so we need that extra protection. We just want to remind Congress and the president that you can never, ever, ever do these things. And that's how we got the Bill of Rights. But right now, you have people pretending that they want peace, pretending that there are enemies of the Constitution and our way of life that are not only outside of our own borders, but they're also those who strangely believe in the Constitution. They're the ones to watch. They're the real radicals. Let me start with Virginia, what's happening in Virginia. They have a big rally today in virginia and they are it is a it's a day where you can go and and talk to your representative in the state house this is a tradition in virginia and so it's martin luther king day so you have the day off so you can go ahead and 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 petition the government for things well there are tens of thousands of people 
that are going all over for, for Virginia because they believe their government is out of control. Now, the GOP screwed everything up, and then the, the Republicans stayed at home and didn't vote. And so what happened? They have a Democrat, Democrats controlling the House and the Senate and the, the governor's house. So you've, you've got a people who are in a pack to steamroll the rest of the state. If you look at the map of Virginia on how many counties and how many areas have decided to pass pro-Second Amendment uh, rules and claim that they are, they are uh, people that uh, uh, they're safe counties. If you look at this map, it's almost all entirely green of where these laws have been passed. And then there's a couple of yellows, which means it's uh, it's ready to be heard in those city council or those those county council meetings. There's a couple of those. There's a couple of uh, orange ones that say they're, they're starting to, um, you know, move and make progress. There's only two little teeny spots that have stopped this legislation and said we're not going to be a sanctuary city. It's really, truly, remarkably overwhelming but it doesn't have to just do with the guns. But let me talk about the guns for a second. The first thing that this this Democratic uh, governor and House and Senate did in Virginia was to protect the governor from impeachment. Now, this is really interesting as the Democrats talk about how we've got to be able to impeach on the lowest of bars. They're protecting their own governor from impeachment. And remember, this is this is Governor Blackface. This is Governor, uh, you know, will decide after the baby is born whether they should live or die. This guy's a radical as he is. But he got all kinds of protection. He didn't have to go away. Any Republican that did anything like that would have been gone before he even finished the sentence. But they protected him. And now, as soon as everybody was reelected, they protected him even more. And they said, you know, it used to take 10 percent to be able to have a petition to impeach the governor. But we think it should be 25 percent. And so they passed that and got that through. So they're making it harder for the people to impeach. Now, why would you do that? Well, you would do that if the governor said, I'm, I'll sign whatever you send, but you better protect my, my butt. And so what did they decide to do in Virginia? New gun laws, age requirements, ban on assault weapons, ban on magazines, limiting outdoor ranges. This is this is an amazing thing. Why would you be limiting outdoor ranges? People don't like to shoot indoors. Generally speaking, you like to go outdoors. It's loud. It's obnoxious. It smells. You like to go sit outdoors if you can. Why would you be limiting outdoor ranges? Just to make it more of a hassle, make it something that you don't enjoy. They, have, they are talking about passing the red flag confiscation laws. Now, this one I love. In Virginia, you only have to have a 51% certainty that that person is, is trouble. Only 51%. I'm going to come back to this. I want you to remember that. Their red flag laws allow the police to come into your house and take your weapons if they're 51% sure that you're a trouble. That you are, you're going to cause some sort of harm to someone, 
to someone in your house. Maybe someone in your house is going to cause harm to somebody else. You lose your weapons. They have a cap on handgun purchases. You can only buy one per month. Well, you only have two hands. And then they're also changing the Electoral College. And this just all in the last couple of months. Congratulations, Virginia. Now, let me flip this around because guns are a constitutionally protected right. I know that's up for debate now, but it's actually not. I know everybody thinks it's up for debate, but it's not. Since 1791, guns have been constitutionally protected. It is your right to be able to defend yourself. Well, you're just not going to let anybody have guns. You're going to let children have guns? Yeah. Do you know up until, I think, 1969, a kid could go in and buy a gun and some bullets, and it was no big deal? Why? Society was different. There's a problem with our society. Have you seen that, that uh, London... In England, they're now coming up with new knives without a pointy end. They're round. Why? Because there's so many knife knife crimes. Why are there knife crimes? Because we banned all the guns because there were so many gun crimes. So now we have to ban knives. We can ban hands eventually, ban rocks eventually. It's a societal problem. It's not a gun problem or a knife problem. It's a human problem. You're denying something. But it's a fundamental right. Now, let me ask you, if I flip this around and all of a sudden Republicans took control of your state and the Republicans said, you know what? Um, Anybody who is going to uh, speak out uh, against the government or anything that we do. If we're if we're 51 percent certain you as a teacher or a professor are going to teach things that the state doesn't like 51 percent, we're going to ban you. You I mean, you can go to court and you can fight it, but you have to prove your innocence and you may not even get it back, even if you're innocent. Do you think people would be sitting around on their thumbs? If I said, you know, we got a new law we're going to pass. It's If we're 51% sure that that Muslim over there is probably up to some no good stuff, he might be involved in terrorism. He might hold views that are, that are really kind of anti-American. And I'm 51% sure we're going to take his right away to his religion and his speech. Do you think people would be sitting around? If we said, you know what, uh, we have the governorship, and in fact, we've just passed a new law where it's going to be harder for you to impeach the governor, and we did that, obviously, for a reason, wink, wink. Uh, We're going to pass a new law because we've had too many kids that are in college that are voting. You have to be 24 to be able to vote. I mean, you changed the Electoral College. We're just going to change the date. You know, nowhere in the Constitution does it say what age. So we're going to change it to 24. We want to get those kids that, you know, are in college being, you know, and we might even do it to 28 or 30. Because they're all being brainwashed by these teachers that we all agree 
need to be gone because we're 51 percent sure that they're going to be a trouble. So they're not teaching anymore. Do you see those teachers? In fact, we have big tech who has been helping us out. They have even higher standards for that. They not only have not only endorsed us taking their jobs, but they also rat these people out. These people, there's their own little almost like trial. They're not even a part of our society anymore. They don't have a place. We don't have a place for people who are supporting terrorists or anti-American. We just don't have a place for that. And it's, these are all common sense, all common sense laws just to keep you and your children safe. Do you think the Democrats would be sitting on their hands? And by the way, just so you know, I would be joining them in the march or the rally for the return of their rights. I would be joining them speaking out against any state where a GOP would try to do something like that because our rights belong to us, not them. And they are universal. It doesn't come with, with a political voting card. They're universal. It doesn't come with a, I'm a white person. I'm a black person. To all men. So that's what's going on. But that isn't even that isn't even just what the people of Virginia are feeling. That's not enough. Let me tell you the rest of the story in one minute. So what Virginia is feeling now uh, to explain it to people who aren't gun owners we look at all of the rights protected under the Bill of Rights as sacred. I know many on the left, and I don't mean this, you know, as a pejorative, just a fact. People on the left generally pick and choose their favorites on the, on the Bill of Rights. And you can say that people on the right pick and choose their favorites as well. As well. For instance, you know, the government is spying on you, et cetera, et cetera. But I think you'll be surprised if you actually talk to a uh, conservative because they're really against all of this stuff. They're really for privacy. They're really for uh, freedom of speech. So I set up that as we look at the Bill of Rights, I, I look at speech and the Second Amendment, the First and Second Amendment, as two absolutes. They cannot go away. These two are the foundation that protect all other rights. So if I said to you, if we had 51% certainty that you're going to speak out against the government, you're going to say something that this government disagrees with, so we're going to silence you. You're going to lose your job as a teacher, per se. And we have, we're going to make this worse now, because this is, this is the thing that the media doesn't understand. We're going to make this worse by not only having this, but we're going to have a nationwide press that says, you know what? <laughs> They're right. <laughs> Those lawmakers in, in X state are right. And anyone who stands against it is, uh, 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 is proof of the 51% certainty that they are they're a problem, and maybe they should be shunned publicly. You know what? They're just revolutionary radicals that want the rest of the country to die. They don't care about your children. If you were just trying to protect your right to speak and your job and your state 
took that away and you had to prove your innocence and the media was taking down anybody who was standing with you anyone who was defending you and they were destroying them and the tech world was isolating those people and all of you were dangerous radicals if you can get your arms around that for those in the democratic party that's exactly the way the people in virginia feel today they feel i have a constitutional right and this government is starting to really scare the hell out of me and the media is not helping helping tech isn't helping and everybody who tries to help is shunned and destroyed that just makes this a stronger point If you don't care to even take the minute to analyze that and see the point of view, you're part of the problem, I think. Steve Dace joins the program in about 30 minutes from Iowa. We're two weeks away from uh, the Iowa caucus, which is a very bizarre thing in and of itself. Uh, but uh, the New York Times made their made their choice, uh, and it's uh, strangely... Warren and Klobuchar, which either one of those, you know, is not, basically what they're saying is, please not Joe Biden. Please not Joe Biden. Or please Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. One of the two. Because both of those help Warren. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, you think about it in reality. When, they do, when have they ever endorsed two? No, it's it's a complete cop out. Number yeah, one, like right. pick somebody. Right. But their 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 idea was like, well, people have different lanes, and there's the mm-hmm. liberal lane, and there's the sort of moderate lane, and uh, uh, Warren's the best one for the liberal lane. If the moderate lane, it should be Klobuchar. Well, it's like, well, if you are if you are deciding on the moderate lane, that's where your world is. You're not going to want Warren, so they don't want to leave it. So then you might pick Biden. If you if you don't agree with their Warren mm-hmm. endorsement, so now they're giving you another name to go after that is not Joe Biden, uh, and they want it to be Amy Klobuchar. I, you know, in reality, it seems like a lot of this just points to them really wanting it to be Warren, which is what everyone believes anyway, because she's the pick of the ultra, you know, elite academic intelligentsia. Uh, she's the Woodrow Wilson of our day. Yeah, congratulations mm-hmm. on that. All right, we uh, we're going to take you to John Miller who uh, does the White House brief on Blaze TV. And uh, John is on the ground now in Virginia. John, the, 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 the pre-talk of this was it's going to be the most dangerous place on the planet. How's it shaping up here in Virginia? Yeah, well, you know, if this is the most dangerous thing on the planet, then, you know, I, I, I'm at a loss because we're right here at the perimeter. And, you know, beyond this line, beyond this... At this point, and I don't know how much you can hear, Glenn. People are chanting USA in the background. They're chanting resign. Well, they're chanting a number of things, but the further you go, once you cross that line, you're not allowed to carry. So a number of people have made a point of carrying. Virginia remembers an open carry state. Uh, they've made a point of carrying to show that they are safer outside of the perimeter where they don't allow guns than they would be inside of that line. Hmm. And how many people are inside uh, versus outside? It, uh, it, it, in the thousands, we're still we're still trying to get a count, an exact count. Um, but it's already packed. The rally, and it's not a rally. I should stop calling it that uh, because it really is just lobby day, which happens in Virginia every year. They've been doing it for 18 years, and uh, and, and it's already packed. It's supposed to start at 11, but they had to start letting people in at eight. So 
uh, you know, it's clear that this is something that uh, that matters a lot to people. And we're still just trying to get a, 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 a headcount on numbers. But so, so John, help me good. out in looking at the uh, pictures of it. It is incredible how many people are there. Um, but um, talk to me a little bit about uh, the lobbying day. This has been in place for 18 years. This is the first time, I think, that they've ever had anything like this. Uh, and the Democrats just freaked out. Explain what lobbying day is. Well, they, they come every year, and, and basically you, you go to the Capitol, and they have meetings where you, um, you, you basically discuss legislation. And it's essentially, to boil it down, a way for Virginians to actually get their voices to be heard. Um, this year, because of the anti-gun legislation, red, red flag laws, um, uh, basically clamping down on, uh, on um, the kinds of weapons that you can have, because of that, it reached a boiling point, and like you said, the Democrats freaked out about it. Um, but this is something that happens every single year. It's something that is completely legal, something that Virginians have been doing for years. And, um, and because the kind of legislation that's on the table, which is gun rights legislation now, um, it, it, it's gotten to be a much bigger, a much bigger deal. Um, John, tell me about the scene as I'm looking at some of the video. The people that are closest to the Capitol, generally white men. Uh, which is going to make this very easy for the left to paint this as a white supremacist movement. Um, are you the only African-American in the crowd? Uh, are there I'm any not, women not, and no, children? I'm, there, I'm standing actually literally right next to an Asian woman who's standing on, a, uh, you know, on, a, on one of the steps here. Um, I would say, yeah, it's, it's probably, it, it is a mixed crowd, but it's also a, uh, we're, we're, it's, I, what I can see is not necessarily representative of who's here, so I'm not actually sure. I do know that um, I've already there's you know there's people of all colors, there's people of all genders, and, uh, and I wouldn't say it's all white men. I certainly I don't see any Nazis. I guess uh, we're waiting to see where where all the Nazis are hiding because that's what I was told who would be here. Yeah, um, and I think do you you remember John? You were with me as my assistant at the. You may have been an intern at Restoring Honor, were you not? When we went to Washington, uh, I'm trying to remember. I was a, uh, I was right. I think I had just ended my uh, internship, my sophomore year. Yeah, so I was, I was transitioning from an intern to a to an assistant. I think. Yeah. Uh, so you were my assistant. Remember how much the uh, the the organs of the state tried to suppress uh, attendance there by saying that it was going to be, you know, very violent and, uh, awful. And, uh, and uh, we were told that the black Panthers were coming. Do you remember, you remember that? And it turned out not to be that it, does it feel like the same kind of thing happening with the state of Virginia here trying to suppress these you know, numbers? I, I'm with one of my producers, Beth here, who just said, told me everyone to her has been an absolute gentlemen it has been nothing but peaceful protesters and it's uh this narrative that they try to frame where everyone's violent everyone's you know getting in clashes in the streets it's just not it wasn't the reality glenn on uh on 828 not the reality now and that is completely just a fabrication that i think they use to dissuade people from attending these events because they want to suppress the numbers because they want people to think that it's not important and they want people to think that no one's actually interested except for the fringe which is just not the case. What I'm seeing is a bunch of just normal, everyday Americans who, believe it or not, actually value their rights. Believe it or not, actually value the things that are afforded to them by the by the Constitution, the Virginia State Constitution, and the and the 
and the country's constitution. And so they, they, they're probably going to find the craziest people they can and, and highlight those. But we've been here now for about a half an hour. And it's just everyday people you see every day. And no one's been anything but kind. Um, do you see the mainstream media anywhere? Uh, no, I have not. It's all, uh, you know, there's local news. There is uh, there are conservative outlets, but I haven't seen any flag, you know, Mike flag from CNN, okay. NBC. I don't know if they're here. They're probably well, I haven't seen any coverage. Any. I haven't seen any coverage except on Fox, but uh, I could be wrong. Um, the uh, uh, last question at uh, what time do you download to today? The White House brief and what are you I having? on? When, I, I believe it's 4 p.m. Um, okay. That's when we usually we usually download. So 4 p.m. Eastern. We're going to try to get some interviews with people on the ground here. We're going to try to get some uh, interviews with the organizers, the people who actually put this together, um, and and see what uh, you know what they say. Because what's fascinating to me is that you know these are people who it is so important to have this this right that they have literally said, "Hey, if the state tries to come after my guns, I'm literally willing to I'm willing to go to jail. I'm willing to face whatever consequences uh, come my way, but I'm not giving up this right." It sounds like another period of time that we're celebrating today, Martin Luther King Day. Correct. Correct. And it's, and it's, that's why it's so fitting that it's on this day, um, because it shows that American people, when it comes down to their rights, when it comes down to the things that they are allowed to do and the things that make living in this country great, uh, when it comes down to those things, they have to uh, – sorry, I'm getting pushed aside. They have to uh, – they're, they're – they're not willing to give those up, yeah. and they're doing it peacefully, but they're letting their voices be heard. Well, let them all know that we're behind them, uh, and uh, I appreciate appreciate the fact that you're there, John, uh, along with a couple of other people from The Blaze that we will talk to later on in the program. Thanks. John Miller, The White right, House thanks, Brief. Thanks. You can uh, find his report from Virginia today, 4 p.m. Eastern time is download time, and uh, you can get that only on blazetv.com slash, what is it, Glenn? Is, it, is that what it is? Uh, yeah. Slash Glenn. And you can save 10% uh, today on your uh, Blaze TV subscription. We we really ask that you would subscribe. Uh, that's what helps us pay for all of the equipment and the plane fares and everything else to go and cover this stuff. Uh, and we are expanding. In fact, there's a new show starting mm. uh, in, I think, two weeks. Yeah. Sometime first week of February. For the day after the Iowa caucus. Yeah, there's some actually yeah. some exciting stuff happening that week. Um and uh and then also Stu is doing something that mm. week too. I Yeah, I thought that was what you were referring oh, to when you were excited. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, when you yeah. seemed optimistic yeah. and excited about the future. Yeah. I thought you were talking yeah. about my show. No. But you were just talking about If you like the daily show uh with uh Trevor Noah you're not going to like Stu Does America. I was going to say, please don't say. No, because if you if you like the da- I don't understand your humor. Right. If you, I don't get it. Uh, but uh, Stu Does America is a uh, look at uh, the day's events um, from a comedy uh, standpoint. And uh, it's really, really well done. Stu is your host. I don't know how that works, but hey, hire the handicap. You know what I'm saying? I, that's the nice way of putting it. Um, I should point out that there was a, an unfortunate, uh, I would say, inappropriate video that was uh, swirling around the internet. Uh, oh, you're kidding was, me. Yeah, it it was a sort of a. I mean, you can go up to to uh, go to my Twitter page, twitter dot com slash do does America. You can see it, and it it appears to be someone edited together a a, a clip of me testifying at the impeachment uh, hearing Holy to God. Adam Schiff. Huh. And the outcome of that particular testimony was very unfortunate 
And I would like to apologize to Adam Schiff, his family. Right. So this was going around uh, the internet. It was, but you decided to put it on your. Well, I wanted to make sure people knew that it was not right. That it was, well, I, yeah. I wanted people to know that it was inappropriate. Okay. Now it's is it exactly what basically everybody in the audience wants to be able to do? If you were in this position, the one thing you'd want to say to Adam Schiff. Ooh. Just a. Just brief, but I, if you want to know if, what that would look like, huh, I bet they're the same two I picked. <laughs> uh, inappropriate, though, and wrong. Yeah, and very we, wrong. We can definitely come together on very, that. Very, very wrong. Stu does America. Blaze TV, join us now. So if you look at the uh, stock market, uh, I mean, we, we broke 30000 on our way to what I believe is a melt-up. Uh, opposite of a meltdown, obviously. Uh, it goes way up, and then it comes crashing down and corrects itself. Um, but if you look at the stock market and you look where that money is coming from, that is mainly from corporate buybacks, uh, corporations buying their own stock back, and uh, that's the that's the big driver uh, right now. And op- companies are optimistic about the future. If you listen to the Goldman Sachs for political uh, insight, you're going to find something that the mainstream media doesn't like. The 2020 presidential election now 10 months away. President Trump's reelection is all but guaranteed, according to the top clients of the Wall Street powerhouse Goldman Sachs. They had a global strategy conference in London last week, and they surveyed more than 150 of its clients and found that 80% believe that Trump is going to win re-election in November, according to Business Insider. Now, the reason that this is happening is because they're seeing the economy and they're watching the trends on the economy and they see how business is going, and they just don't believe that the government is uh, or the the people are going to throw out such a successful uh, government, if you will. Uh, we don't make changes when things are good, generally speaking. But that's, you know, we also don't elect, you know, Nancy Pelosi and uh, and uh, and Elon Omar, et cetera, et cetera, if things are normal. Uh, only 5% of investors told Goldman Sachs that they expect an economic recession this year. Last year, they said that it was going to be a close call. This year, they're saying they don't think it's going to be a close call with Donald Trump. That's partly when you start to see Wall Street fall apart, that will be because people start to believe that Donald Trump is not going to be the president. And it might be somebody like, um, you know, Elizabeth Warren Bernie or Bernie Sanders. Sanders. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine uh, who has a good amount of money in the markets and stuff. And he's not like a, a hugely political guy where he's like following every dip and twist and turn. Yeah. And he's just like, if if it, if it looks like Bernie Sanders is going to become president of the United Elizabeth States. Warren. Or uh, he didn't, he mentioned Sanders specifically, but I, I agree with you. Warren's on the same page. I'm pulling my money out of the market. Oh, I'm getting out. I'm getting out. We will go into a depression. Bill O'Reilly said that Friday, and he's right. We will go into a depression if Bernie Sanders looks like he's going to be the president or is the president of the United States. All right. Back in a minute with a look at Iowa and what's happening there. 
listening to Glenn Beck.